0: hello welcome to ai time journal show uh, today i'm joined by mania uh, she is the ceo of Gagera.ai and she is uh, helping businesses to work with data science and ai um so over to you mania can you briefly introduce yourself and then we take it from there okay uh, so
1: uh, i help uh, executives uh, optimize Their downtime and minimize their performance in um, with machine learning and uh, deep learning. Uh, So, idea is that we mostly work with oil and gas companies right now, but also moving to different similar industries like mining industry, like food and beverage, also uh, retail and pharmaceutical industry. So, we are basically um, uh, focused on the industries where production industries and trying to find the way to minimize and optimize everything that can be optimized with use of machine learning and AI.
0: Cool, excellent. So um, uh, let's take a step back. And uh, I would be interested, and of course, our user, our viewers would be interested to know more about uh, what made you move into data science? At what point did you make um, the decision, OK, I'm jumping into data science and uh, helping, going to help people with uh, machine learning?
1: Yeah, so in 2016, I was in a class um, where they were talking about AI, machine learning, data science, and I went out from that class because I said, this is not possible, this can happen, this is bullshit. Mm-hmm. And then I was intrigued about it, so I was reading a lot about it, and then uh, I finished faculty in 2017. Uh, before that, I was working for different companies, and there even I had my own startup, but it's entirely different from the field. Um, I was always thinking in in, in pictures and in numbers. Uh, so there was one Canadian company um, that they wanted a data analyst mm-hmm. for their uh, 3D printers and everything. And I was really wanted to to try with it. Uh, I found a mentor from US who helped me to, because I, I wanted to go in a field of IT, but I didn't know where to go uh, because I finished economics and I wanted to use my good background in mathematics and statistics, not to just throw it away. Um, So then uh, I asked one of the, that my mentor, I asked him about it. And he told me that for me, it's better to go in data science part than into the front end or back end part. So I decided to go there. um, And he gave me some, a roadmap what to actually learn. I was learning that uh, on the job and i was implementing that in the in the beginning so my first job was actually using tableau that was like uh, the core of the of the pilot. and i really liked it so then i began to explore more so uh, for now i i even don't anymore use tableau and anything like that but that was my first time and i really like it so we optimized a lot of stuff in that company it was uh, they have one part of the company was 3D printing, other one was, uh, uh, they have a, they had a call center. So we find a way how to use the data and how to actually help their call center to make more leads and more sales with just simple visualization and gathering the data every, everywhere on the same place.
0: Yeah, this is really interesting. Uh, so maybe it's also uh, would be interesting for people who want to uh, jump into data science career. Um, I think what I get from your uh, your comment is that doesn't matter where you are coming from. If you have a will, you can you can uh, yeah. learn uh, the new skills. So, do you want to add anything to that?
1: Yeah. So you know, when when I was going to uh, make a decision to go at the faculty, I didn't know what I want to be when I grew up. You know, uh, and I know a lot of data scientists who are from different fields. Uh you even also have, you know, uh so even that background that you have that's from different field can even help you to have a, you know, uh that different mindset. You know, yeah. that you can get it a little bit further, that you can have uh, that, you know, growth mindset and different like a different like a design thinking that you can have. So I even found, found that a lot of people who are outside of industry so that they finish something entirely different and they learn how to code in Python and do, or even just, you know, data visualization part, uh, that they're really good because they probably, some of them, they found a job in the industry from their background with this new tools and they are actually unstoppable. So, um, and I think that another thing that's really important that it's it, nears, it needs to be passion there. So I love it and then I, I it's when I even when I work on it and when I do it, it's not like I'm working. So I for myself I have a much bigger problem when to stop. So I now are putting a, a lot of fun. until this time I'm working and then I stop because otherwise sometimes it happens that I'm like, oh my god, it's really late. I need to go. So
0: I think that's a great point that you just made, uh, because as uh, data science is a team sport, so you need to, to have different people working together to achieve yeah. the goal, and the other thing is like really to have be, be passionate about it, then you can uh, achieve, then there is basically no, no limit, as you put it. So uh, could you also shed light a little bit on how you are using data science and machine learning to uh, help the businesses create value? And perhaps you could also uh, quote an example from one of the industries or businesses that you're working with.
1: Yeah. Okay. So the first thing is you, I always understand what are the core problems that they have. And then based on that, I then see what we can do. Uh, the idea is that we always try to find something small, some small problem that we can implement it. And then we kind of make of a, a proof of concept. That it's working with their data locally, and then if that's making and saving their costs or making even you know having a outcome to their revenue, then we put it in a deployment mode, and they can use it like uh, in house. That's how how we do it. Uh, in the first two years, we will work. We worked with different industries, so we work, We have um, products for libraries. So we have made a recommendation system for for libraries for supply chain that we save you know more than thirty percent of their costs for it. Then we made also uh, other projects you know, with other clients, but the most, um, let's say, business value we have in oil and gas industry, where we uh, made two applications. One of them is uh, called PyHazoo, other one is PyRisk. PyRisk is actually the first ever tool that it's utilizing uh, machine learning. So they have a, a QRA, so that's some standard in oil and gas industry. Where they're doing some assessments, and mostly you have six, you know, engineers who work there for two years on that, uh, on average, and then they give you some recommendations. So, but here we actually get, you know, six different algorithms who got all of the data in the same place, who try to actually de- detect different risks and the, de- you know, the probability of fatality of people, environment, you know, assets and everything in the one place. And that way, we actually, uh, our accuracy is much bigger than engineers. Again, it's not subjective. So the information there and the data that shows are, you know, it's a third party. So it cannot be subjective based by the engineers. And we give them the results that brought them a really big value in three months, which is compared to three months and two years, it's uh, a lot of savings and it's a just small tackle on the industry that can be uh, developed. So um, how I understand it from this perspective is it brings a lot of value, especially today in this uh, Corona time, because as oil and gas industry and any other production industry, they they need a lot of people on the board. So uh, they, then this this something is really useful for them because Um, they will, again, you know, they will not need to have that as much people on the board. Another part is that uh, they actually don't have a lot of engineers who have that knowledge. Yeah, Something like uh, the most issue that this oil and gas uh, industry has, and probably other industry, is that you have one engineer who has a super knowledge, but others are, you know, average or even below average. And then how you will replace this super guy we don't know. This way, you actually put it everything in the tool, in data tool, and then you can get the information there. And then all of them, they can use it. And that way, it's even saving their time because it's centralized. You know, it's connected to each other because mostly common that they have is they send reports to each other and then in some time it, they lo- lose it. So this way yeah, you would... I think,
0: I think that's the great um, learning uh, or let's say lessons uh, from from this uh, comment that you made is that on one end, there is a lack of skills, the uh, skilled workforce. Right. And the second is there is a need for automation as we have all learned uh, from this pandemic. So there is a big need for automating the stuff where possible. Uh, and there are a lot of opportunities and AI machine learning plays a great role there. And um, in terms of application, I think there is a huge potential in pretty much every industry and there are even new opportunities that could be created. And to to definitely uh, bridge this uh, shortage of skills or skilled worker, AI and machine learning could definitely help a lot. So um, m- moving on, um, what are the best uh, let's say or one of the investments that has propelled your career? It could be in terms of time, money uh, or use cases that really make 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 you spot?
1: Yeah, so my first thing when I began is uh, I had you know three rules that I need to forget about the money. I need to forget about the time and I need to forget about fears. So <laughs> so yeah. I invested actually everything from that. Yeah, in in the in the first two years of my business, uh, I decided to not spend, you know, any money on anything, you know, uh, like that I don't see as necessity, you know, Mm -hmm. even uh, clothes, even, you know, going to expensive restaurants, you know, even using, you know, taxi every day and some kind of that kind of stuff. So I actually cut all of my expenses from that uh, point. And I was... uh, uh, investing all of my money in the, in learning curve uh, also I, I i bought the really good laptop because the first thing that it's important in in for data science and in machine learning and AI is that you need to have a really decent you know working station yes. so I invested my first money uh, on it um then you know um I was then you know finding uh, tutorials where I can learn it and at the beginning I was using free tutorials then I was you know buying them and then you know getting you know a knowledge and you know i was always you know learning and then implementing learning and implementing so i never got you know that i finish all of the stuff and then you know it's just use cases from the curses but i don't implement it so the way how i learn it is that everything that I learn, I go and immediately implement. So I was failing, you know, a lot of times. I remember the days, you know, when the code is not running, it doesn't work. I don't know what it's why it's not working. Uh, so it was a lot of, you know, late nights, a lot of coffees and everything. But you know, it's. Um, I remember I I I I saw somewhere someone said maybe it was on LinkedIn. I don't know that if you invest uh, like um, every day additional time. That you know, uh, that you can become an expert in three years. So I was literally listening to the to that. So I had a discipline. You know, every day, no matter what what happens, I am you know two hours having going through curses. No matter how I am, you know, sleepy, whatever. Every day, no matter where I am, mm-hmm. I was doing that. For you know, it's still like that. And because when I begin. Uh, I remember uh, that everybody told me, because I'm not from the field, so my background is economics, Um, they said, it's not possible that you can understand that and you can get in that industry because it's too much complex, are you crazy, you want to do something and then in six, eight months to get a job, are you crazy, that doesn't work like that. And then I said, okay, but let me try at least. And then I was doing that and actually when I succeeded, they were like, how did that happen? And I said, it happened. I do it every day. Instead of talking, it it couldn't happen. I just go and do and have an action, you know. And the other thing that I learned is that I always say, okay, this is stuff that I know. This is stuff that I don't know, but I'm willing to learn this. And I go and learn it. And that's how, you know, I was always open when I was talking with all of my, you know, employees after that with the clients. And I always find a way how to resolve the problem. And if I don't know how to resolve the problem, I also go back and say, you know, I this is out of my hands. It cannot be, you know, tackled with it. That's it, because um, the idea how I see it, I first understand what's the problem in the company. If I see that it can be resolved with data science machine learning, AI, I say, okay. But if I see it cannot be because they're not prepared for that, then I say, okay, this is not something that can be used. And I don't want to get your money just to tell you then you can invest your money in something shiny but then that application won't be used for you you will trash it then it's better to not do anything than to you know do it like that
0: i think that is an excellent uh, summary and actually advice for our viewers and listeners those who want to jump into data science field uh, being disciplined being open right uh, taking the risks uh, being honest with the client and saying no when when you can't handle it or when something is not for you, right? You being really honest and open about it and really taking the risk and um, how to say stretching yourself. So like in the beginning, you said taking the risk, limiting your expenses and all those things and sticking to the discipline. So spending uh, late hours to really master the skills. So I think those are great um uh, advisors for our uh, viewers who those who want to jump into data science so continuing on that um uh, you mentioned like how you came into data science and what what kind of struggle or effort uh, I think I shouldn't use the word struggle because you're passionate about it so it was an effort and it was uh, uh, like you, you brought your whole sum to it, this, right? Um, but now, um, how how do you keep current with the latest trends and updates in the data science field? Because on one end, you are uh, working with the client to solve their business problems, right? To address their issues. And at the same time, this data science and AI field is uh, is so dynamic, it is changing every moment. So how do you keep current with that?
1: Yeah, so you know, uh, I'm keep keep moving, you know, learning. So all the tools that we have developed recently were all from the part of machine learning and, and data science. Now we want to develop uh, products in from with a deep learning. So actually, I'm now more going more deeply in it. The way how I work it, I go and understand it first, you know, and and develop uh, different tools on the on different courses, and then I show my team, you know part of it and then together we develop the tools that can help uh, the the industry so i'm currently i'm you know i'm focused on oil and gas and it helped me helps me because i'm only focused on that industry so i know their problems and then i just find a tool that can help it so i really believe now that deep learning can be something that can even more revolutionize their their industry because from the perspective of softwares they don't have a lot of stuff from the perspective of harbors they have everything yeah. And they have data. Um, so, you know, it's, uh, I'm always, you know, tracking what is happening from other people in the field. So I, I look what they're doing on LinkedIn. I, I look at that. I also bookmark it. Then, you know, I my working day is that the two hours per day, I also include, you know, learning. Yeah. So it's always like that. So without it, I cannot be on the top of the market. So the, the core of this field is that you learn and, and apply, learn and apply, learn and apply. So if if you are not willing that you will every day, you know, you know, invest two hours or at least one hour on, on working and developing something new, that's you know, learning from curses, then maybe this field is not uh, not for you. That's how how I do it. So um, there are a lot of stuff that are happening every day. You see new stuff coming up. Yeah. You know it's not easy to keep up the the curve, but you know it's I, I try to find something that I see that it's most useful for this typical case and then I implement. it. So I'm sure that I don't know everything what's happening, you know, that I cannot you know amplify everything because uh, before this situation with Corona, I was going to conferences and that way I was able to meet other people from other fields and to talk with them what's happening. No, that's not possible, you know. So it's it's a little bit lagging and lack because of that. Because, you know, a lot of stuff can be online, but some stuff it's not possible to be online.
0: <laughs> you know. I absolutely agree. And I still remember the time when we met at data science conference in Serbia. So definitely that's that's one of the things that I think we need to do. So I hope by the next year at some point we will be able to come back to that. Um physical meeting and interacting with people. But definitely, as you mentioned, I think uh, this is the key point uh, that focus on some area and develop your expertise and then expand. Of course, you cannot keep up with everything at one time, but with the regular routine and discipline, you can learn and expand. So great great insight for our, our viewers, I believe. So um, could you uh, talk about what are the Top challenges that you or perhaps the business leaders that you are interacting with, they are facing, and how would you go tackling them?
1: Yeah, so executives, because I mostly you know talk with, with with executives from the field or or project managers. So the the main problem here is they 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 are afraid from perspective they are afraid of machinery and AI because we know how you know the the news and everything goes AI will rule us and all of that stuff that's coming up in the news. So they're really afraid about something new because most of executives in any field, they're afraid about implementing something new. So mm-hmm. the first thing is that we need to, un- to explain them what it is and how it can help their business. And the idea is that the, we don't want to change their traditional way of working like this because it doesn't work like that. So we try to understand first what they do, the traditional way of working, and then we implement a small inch there that can help it grow it. And then when ACA, this is helping, it's really helping us, we are then they are willing, you know to to you know work with you more. And the way how I see it, it's building trust. So that's the first take that we do. Um, and the struggles that you have is it's that you need to understand the industry. So it's not like you just know to code in Python and you know to make machine learning algorithms. It doesn't work like that. The example of it is that, you know, it's uh, like a auto AI It's this is a coffee. Yeah. So, but if I gave an AI to make me a coffee and give him an ingredients that can be, you know, uh, wine or something else, he will make, and it will look like coffee, but the taste will not be coffee. So it will be disgusting for a person who wanted a coffee. So yeah. that's actually the same thing. So you, if you want to make a coffee, so let's imagine this is an algorithm and it's making a coffee. You need to understand the production of the coffee and how it goes so that you get a quality product. That's really important. And the most people in industry, they don't understand that they need to understand the industry and the problem and then use the tools and algorithms because, you know, in my experience on all of the projects, I would like to use that cool tools, advanced, you know, deep learning stuff, a lot of stuff. But mostly I use regression classification and sometimes clustering. That's a reality in the industry. So yeah. because uh, more other ones that are from deep learning that are more advanced, when I work on it, I am like so much pumped, but they are not still, you know, business related, and they cannot still be implemented in the business, that the business has a value. And I think the first thing is that business needs to have a value from it. If the business doesn't have a value from it, then, you know, there is no reason for that. So then it's, you know... Um, waste of the time and the money and everything uh, yeah. and and you know um so
0: i i liked your analogy about because this is really important right so ai cannot uh, make you coffee if you put uh, something else in it so garbage in garbage out right yeah. so if you don't have the data which is ready for that purpose for training the algorithms then you cannot get the insights that you are looking for. So you already mentioned uh, the fear that people, uh, the business leaders are not ready to jump into it. Uh, and the second thing is like, it has to be related to their problem and not the coolness of the technology, right? So if deep learning, for example, okay, it is used by self-driving cars and those um, industry people working there but not in every industry. So I, I would agree with you like there are really, there are many cases where we could work with classical machine learning. So what are the other challenges that you see working with business leaders in terms of their readiness to uh, accept machine learning? Is it like, uh, do you see the culture and mindset in terms of readiness? Do you see in terms of data and perhaps some other issues like technologies and those kind of things?
1: Uh, you know, it's, uh, before Corona for this specific industry, they were not so much open minded, but when Corona started, they, they were aware because in the Corona time, they realized how their processes are too much old, how their processes needs to be advanced. Hmm. And now, you know, I also got, you know, calls from other industries, different people from other industries who are calling me to help them to, you know, automate their processes, because they realized, first thing that everybody realized, you know, it's that they didn't know how to move their, you know, employees online. And from, from our side, we have everything online. Yeah. You know, I even, uh, I remember before uh, Corona, it was not possible for, to see a uh, oil and gas manager, you know, on Zoom. It was only possible to see him live and you need to go to his, you know, Office in Dubai, in Abu Dhabi, in Qatar, whatever, and then you need to meet him in person. It was not possible that you can have a Zoom with me, with him. And I remember in April, it was our ongoing project, and all of the people from the company, they were on the Zoom. And some of them, they for first time used the Zoom and they were not, you know, convenient with it, with them. But then they said, okay, but the business needs to move on. So Now they are much more open to it, you know, because they realize that they need to change. Because if they don't change, you know, even their industry can be much more impacted as any other. Now I think that in this situation, I think the corona. uh, One good thing that we can say from corona is that now people can distinguish um, that now it's less more less time for bullshit stuff. So now you need to make something that's really bringing the value and then yeah. you see it really wisely. So it's not any more time, you know, for drinking coffees, thinking about it, then working on the report, sending it, sending it back. So now you actually take action and responsibility for all your actions and then to make something that can utilize the company and then to break, break bridges because. I mostly work with big companies and big companies, they have a problem because they have a lot of employees and it's not easily to track all of the, what's happening there. So actually it helps also from a administration perspective. So you can implement a lot of stuff from it so that, you know, all the people in the, in the, in the building, that they are actually working on something that they are passionate about it. They make results. And then as that, you know, if you have passionate people working then the company is, for sure making and bringing most of the you know to the perspective of uh, good stuff that is you know their people are passionate and working on uh, stuff that they really like and yeah. then they're again making the money so it's a uh, you know a good gap good you know connection be- between uh, both sides
0: yeah i think that's a really uh, good point so doing doing machine learning for the sake of getting uh, value not for the sake of doing it right because everybody is doing so let's do it but uh, if you do not get anything out of it it's useless another thing that i noticed and i would like to know from your experience how is that uh currently or how has that uh, you seen changing over time uh, the business leaders readiness to uh, allocate the money and funds to invest in ai initiatives uh, at least in my encounters with the different clients i've seen like not everybody is really ready to invest although it has been changing over the past couple of years but i think we, we are still not fully there in terms of like whole business landscape like everybody uh, who needs to invest money in realizing uh, in allocating funds in acqu- uh, acquiring talent or third parties or companies outsourcing the the projects to realize machine learning efforts. What do you say on that? What is your experience?
1: Yeah, my experience is you know that that it's still there that we need to explain them, you know, to understand their problem, and then to say, okay, we can resolve this problem, and then the machine learning can help you this this way. You know, it's again, it's their decision if they want to invest in it or not. But you know. Um, it's um, it's really simple. I see it as a competitive advantage. So you know, it's better that you begin before your competition because you know, uh, if all of your if you're waiting that all of your competition begin to use it, then you are already lagging back, and you are already you know the last in the process. Yeah, um, because it's 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 coming it's it's something that it's helping everywhere you know every industry so um you know it depends from the industry to the industry but in this specific industry you know oil and gas they are open to to new um new technologies they're really open for it but they really want to know okay for this kind of money what is what we are getting for it yeah what value for the business so so that way is um, we we just uh, we just need to explain the differences between you know data science, machine learning, and AI, because yeah. to be honest, you know the practical stuff in any industry is machine learning. So that's something that's applicable right now. And this other part, they are coming. So my idea is we should we should first utilize part of machine learning, you know, and then introduce it in the in the businesses and then after that when they were ready depending on their maturity level then we can reduce this new technology so it's not you know selling ai and deep learning but actually selling products and, and solutions or it doesn't need an to be a product it can be you know a consultant basis that you yeah. go get their data understand it and then give some insights and then it will be yeah. remarkable for them.
0: Yeah, I think and that's a fair expectation from the business leaders, uh, right, to what value we are getting out of it. So it doesn't matter if you are using logistic regression or neural networks. For them, what matters is like, okay, we are investing this money. We are spending time with you. We are allocating our resources, our business people. So what do we get out of it? So I think that's a fair expectation. Continuing on that. so. How important is the domain knowledge uh, in terms of realizing business use cases, and how do you acquire it? Because traditionally, what happens is uh, not everywhere, but there are businesses who, which are really demanding, and they're the people that have, they have, the, their workforce, they need to continue the business operations, right? So, how do you acquire this domain knowledge? Yeah. And what is importance?
1: Yeah, so. You know, when I when I got uh, to have clients in oil and gas, I needed to learn everything about it. Yeah. So it's it's my day is that I'm, you know, learning about it as I need to understand deeply what is happening there. You know, uh, we mostly work out tools are in the process safety. So our, our idea, that it's everything that we do is that we don't want, its idea is that we don't have, so it's uh, no damage to people, no damage to environment and no damage to assets. That's how we do it. And I needed to understand everything that's happening there. I needed to understand their terminology so that I can understand engineers, I can understand their managers, what they are actually talking, because yeah. their way of talking is entirely different from you know field of data science and machine learning. So from my perspective, I think business, you know, domain knowledge is really important. So that's something that actually helps you to make tools that are useful for the business. Uh, So I heard a lot of data scientists. I met a lot of them who say, you know, but we don't need to know anything. We just go and make a tool, but that's the same explanation with a coffee. So, and I'm saying, you know, if you want to be in this field, necessity is that with that industry with whom you are working, you need to understand it. So I'm not a chemical engineer, but you know, I learn all of that and I'm not stopping. So it's, Probably, you know, I, I'm still, you know, learning about it, about every of their industry to understand it so that all of our products can actually be useful for them. So it's not like, you know, oh, I'm finished. That's OK. I cannot finish today, but I need to learn it. The good thing, again, is that I'm passionate about this industry. Yeah. You know, I was in high school. I was going on competi- competitions for, uh, for on my chemical uh, studies. So I was really good at, at the chemical. You know so it seems that that it's connected again you know
0: yeah. that's, and- that's really interesting indeed because um and it's a it's a unique perspective uh, i would say that because if you just I, I i heard in my personal experience the people saying okay we just go and talk to a business but like if you uh, as you said so if you do not know the concept the terminology that they use and what do they mean by it uh, it's difficult to Bridge that communication gap, so it's it's good to do. Start with that, and if you have passion for that industry or that business domain, I think it really makes it a lot easier to uh, start easily communicating and and be uh, one of their friends early on.
1: Yeah, yeah. So so I think we you know domain knowledge is really important. Really important.
0: Yeah. So-
1: even maybe sometimes even more important than than other parts. So I I can say it like 60% is domain knowledge and then 40% is knowledge from the perspective of, you know, data science, machinery, and AI. And then that can bring a lot of, uh, you know, uh, value from that side.
0: Yeah. Um, Is there any, um, let's say, unusual or absurd things that you are practicing uh, in this field or when you're helping your client? Or uh, is there any... Uh, unusual thing that you would advocate for for data scientists or even business leaders
1: yeah the the thing that that i do is recently you know i i begin to you know uh take a uh, piano classes
0: Mm -hmm.
1: as as doing you know data science and ai you're you're mainly using one side of your brain so you're not using the creative side of brain Mm -hmm. so i tried to find something so music calms me down so also, I have time when I'm listening to the music, and then it helps me a lot. Uh, another thing that I do, I, it's it's not connected to data science and machine learning, but I make prototypes, you know. Like I make how the whole product will look like, and I make it live. and then based on that, we can see immediately, okay, is this working? Do, will this work? Is this a value or not? So it's some you know designer part that I, that I do it's my creative part of, of, of a brain that I use. So it helps me a lot. So, so I don't know, it's in, unusual, but I'm trying you know, to find uh, something entirely different. And it's yeah. um, something that I always do is, you know, um, I have uh, you know, gym time when I go and I'm entirely cut off from the world. It helps me a lot. And i got a lot of ideas when i was actually going to the gym and, and then going back yeah um and another thing that i always do is walking i have long walks for like 60 minutes and then you know i got an idea so um, yeah I think
0: these are excellent pointers because with the first example i was wondering okay piano is not my thing so i'm i have very limited to nothing right on that so it would be difficult but i'm, I'm glad that you mentioned a few examples mm-hmm. i think the point that you are trying to make is uh, try to find out something which is out of your business or out of your working domain which which gives you the opportunity to think and visualize and ideate right yeah I think that's, that's yeah. the point yeah. Because,
1: you know music if you look at it as a piano and everything you know music it's every point is like pop pop you know it's connected And it has yeah. a vibration so i see it like mathematics it has you know you know you have I, you need to learn something and then you know it needs to make a music for from it so i'm also awful at it but i'm trying it and it's entirely different so yeah. it's out of the scope of the stuff that I'm doing but it helps me because then I have time when I'm doing something entirely different you know so it's it's a nice uh, nice part so you know try
0: maybe, maybe I should try that <laughs> I think that's an excellent point but I think the core is try something different something out of your routine and and make it a routine as well but that makes you like creative and creative and think uh, about ideas and visualize because humans, as humans, we are really good at visualizing only if we use that capability, right? Yeah. yeah. So, moving on, what really inspires you to be in this data science field? Uh, every day you, are, you you think, okay, I like this field. I keep learning, I, I keep solving business problems. So What does really inspire you? Uh,
1: you know, um, I see that the stuff we do is uh, we are solving the problems in the industry and stuff that we do impacts you know a lot of people so because i don't know if you know it but from oil and gas industry everything beside oil and gas you got most of the products you got from oil and gas industry so my clothes now the inputs come from oil and gas industry our cars coming a lot of stuff even this plastics yeah from oil and gas industry so then you know um so it's something that it's keeps us going. So I, I think that I'm doing something, you know, good for for uh, mankind because we are helping them to be, you know, um, have a sustainable revenue to, you know, think about the environment, think about the, you know, people, think about the assets and everything. Because for, for, for sure, they don't want to have, you know, their assets down on the, you know, in the sea. They don't want that. So they want actually to be everything uh, really, really good. So it's, it's a, it's a really good idea. And from other side, you know, um, when I was little, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. So, but I just didn't want, didn't know what. So um, I think that this is exactly the field that it's meant for, for me. And this industry is meant for me. So it's like love in the, in the same together, you know? Um, and from other, ha- other hand, you know, my other idea and the mission is that uh, as, as a girl, I didn't have a lot of role models because especially in, in IT and especially in data science and machine learning, you don't have a lot of girls who are in the industry. Yeah. So then, you know, I, I decided maybe because I don't have a role model, maybe I can become a role model to some little, you know, girls or to my kid tomorrow. So that's something that keeps me going every day, you know. Um, so because I'm an ordinary girl, but I just, you know, take, you know, jump every day. You know, I'm from ordinary family. Just, you know, uh, the idea is that you need to take an action every day. So if I could do something like this, I'm sure that any other girl can do it. So they, the first thing is that you first need to find a passion because it's not like I find the passion from the first time. You know, I yeah. finished the faculty that... I. The stuff that I do, they not have any connection with it. Yeah. My first jobs that I had, you know, they are not connected to it. I have tried as many times until I find something that's exactly like that. If you look at it, my entrepreneur career be- began in 2014. Now it's 2020. So now I'm actually in- on it because I found it like 100% not. But it mm-hmm. takes a lot of time to yeah. find it. So... Mm-hmm. It's just first step, let's say. And then from that, and really important thing is if you feel that you are not making a value on the job that you are doing, then it's better to go from it. Because I really believe that uh, if you're unhappy with something that you are doing, even you are making a ton of money, it's not worth it. Especially now in this situation, we now see what is important to us.
0: Exactly, it's it's your life, if your happiness, it's your family, it's your connections. I think you are absolutely right on that, and excellent spirit. I I like your spirit. If there is no trendsetter, no role models, so let let me be the that that woman, that girl. I think that's the great spirit, and and the passion is uh, definitely uh, something that that we can leverage. Uh, of course, it takes time, as you say, to to really find. Okay this is my thing that I want to do. I think that's that's really great. Um, what advices would you give to the other business leaders, those who want to realize data science in AI, to build use cases, to bring value to their business, and what what things they should ignore uh, when they're uh, on this journey? What, yeah. are the things, what are their do's and don'ts in your opinion?
1: The first thing that you should ignore is when co- someone comes and says, hey, I'm an expert from the field and I have 15 years of experience, that guys just go around it. It's simple like that. So that's the first thing. Okay.
0: Uh,
1: another thing is when they, uh, that they should avoid is people who just use, you know, trending terminology when, you know, when they use just that everything is AI. I, I had a situation recently when one, one guy who was claiming that he knows a lot about the industry, He was showing us uh, regression in in classification as uh, deep learning in AI, like uh, neural networks. And people who are on there, they were not aware of it because, you know, if you are a manager, you don't know how that looks like. But that's also important. So I think that, you know, managers and executives need to know is they need to understand the basics of it. So they need to understand the difference between, you know, you know, regression, classification, clustering, and even neural networks so that they have understanding of that. So they don't need to make that, but they need to understand the difference between it. They also need to understand the difference, what is data science, what is machine learning, what is deep learning, what is AI. Then they need also to see, not in their industry, for example, but to see applications that are utilized in different industry and helping and working. If they see from that, then I think that's enough that they can move from it. And then they can think okay then we can maybe make our team or maybe we can find an external party who can help us first to implement all of our tools and then based on that after they can even help us to make our team in the house because i think that the future of every company is that every company will have their dedicated data science team in the future and then of course for for some stuff that they don't want to have outside of the company And then for other parts, they will have, you know, people from experts from the field who can help them to make some tools because it's not possible that you in-house can make everything. And uh, not, you know, because if you go and invest a lot of money in it, it, there is not a, a lot of business value because one thing that people forget is you need first to teach people to know to use data science and machine learning it's it's so much popular but actually you don't have a lot of people who really know how to use it so you know i spend a lot of time you know teaching my people how to utilize it how to begin to think first about how to utilize the problem then how to use the tools so it's always you know that kind of I'm learning and then I'm learning the themes uh, for that. So it's not you get, you know, five experts and you give them the day of work and they will know everything, it doesn't work like that.
0: I think great set of tips. Uh, so they really need to isolate. Uh, I really like that, the noise from the signal or let's say in their mind, they need to classify okay these are the experts <laughs> and these are not the experts right <laughs> and without using the machine learning algorithm they can just classify those who are just using the, the the buzzwords or if they have the real experience and how would they solve their business problem and i think the key is that you cannot build everything at your own so you need to have a mixture of the strategy and all these great great set of advices there so uh in your opinion what are the recent um, breakthroughs in the data science field in the past uh, one two years and what are the trends that you see moving forward
1: mm, yeah i see that there is a lot of uh, stuff coming in, in the in the part of nlp i was for a long time i was obsessed with nlp because one project that i did for us government was a voice bot and back then we were working on it now even we have also stuff on Serbian because before you didn't have anything on Serbian, so it's it's coming up. And I think that NLP is coming much more. So I see the future for, you know, chatbots and the future of, you know, having a, some kind of personal assistant. So everybody of us, we watched that movie, uh, Her. So I, I think that's something that, that, that is coming for sure. And Especially now when we are all closed like this and everything that's happening and we don't have any more so much connections with other people, I see that coming really, really fast. And we know that you know Google, Amazon, IBM's, they're all working, you know, on it. So eventually that will happen really soon that we will be having you know plugs and then talking with with a tool. For me, for example, I would really like if I have an assistant for a lot of stuff, you know, that can be like that from personal perspective. Also another part that I don't like it's you know uh, that massive heads of deep fakes that you have so that's a huge problem uh, because we people we have a trust based on you know we are visual visuals. so when you see yeah. that person is talking and then it's you know you, you see the different parts of what they're saying and especially in this situation then we are not we cannot distinguish what it's real and what it's fake so that's something that's another part of, of industry, but I think there needs to be, you know, control in, in terms of that, you know, there is a, a you know, a rules from the law perspective and everything after, you know, being in a field, I realized before I thought you know, having a different, you know, law, uh, specific, uh, stuff. I didn't see that's so much important for a business. Now I see it's really important. So for, you know, um, data information for you know all of the regulation that needs to be there and the control of it so that way that because if we don't have it will be like wild west so it's it's really important because you always has have people who want to make quick money and that can you know jeopardize a lot of people because this technology is that it can jeopardize a lot of people so it's not you know you 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 know smash a couple of people so it's not a big problem this is a you know huge, huge stuff that can be happening. So there's always, you know, with a new technology, you have always a good part and a bad part from one perspective. I don't know. I, I always believe in this better I always, um, say about the stuff that is going, that it's bad in industry. I always point it out because the first thing that you can do is you need to point it out.
0: Yeah. I, I think those are excellent points in, in the respect that, uh, of course, we, we need to be optimist or seeing the better part, as you put it. Uh, but of course, there are uh, deep facts and things like that. So we need to think about and raise our voices around how can we build our trust in AI system? How we can make sure that they, they are, uh, there is no bias involved in training those systems and in predicting the result of those systems, right? And as in the past, it was seeing uh, used to be believing, but that is quickly changing. So now I think uh, it will turn around into seeing uh, is becoming doubting because and the picture is not going to be 1,000 words because 999 are doubtful because of the defects and things like that. Yeah. So um, are there any person that you really follow uh, to keep up with this data science? Could you mention one or two or could you mention like people that you would like to be interviewed as the next uh, business leader?
1: So three, mo- you know, people who I always follow, uh, one of them is it's Ben Taylor. So I, I really follow a lot of stuff that he he writes, he talks. I even met him when I was in U.S. So he's a really interesting guy yeah I, I follow him a lot uh, then from you know other other one from the female data scientist case from google i i you know follow a lot of stuff i was even listening last year on web summit her explanation of of ai and use of it i really uh, love it so she she found to explain you know complex stuff in really easy manner in 10 minutes that for me it was really nice and she's by the way from the Uh, she's from psychology so and it's again you can see a different domain knowledge he's using really really well then the guys from whom i learn a lot so my career like first cursor that i had in data science and machine learning was from uh, Kirill Ramenko and huddling the so they are really young they they put everything in it so so i was really inspired by them and i really really learn learn from their curses so you know, any of those two guys, if if they can be on the on the show, be remarkable.
0: Perfect, excellent, excellent. That's I think uh, that brings a great name to to uh, consider for moving forward. Um, are there any other points that you want to make as a closing remarks or your new points?
1: Yeah, I think you know it's uh, that. Uh, people should see if they're passionate about data science and machine learning and AI, because it's not easy. So um, you need to really put a lot of time in it. Uh, A lot of times something is not working. You have, you know, a curve. The curve is not like this. It's always like up and down, up and down. So if you're ready for something like that, then this market is for you. If If it's not, then it's better for you to find something else that you're much more passionate about than this one.
0: Yeah, I think, uh, I would, I would agree. Absolutely. You need the passion. And if you're up for challenges, then, then you could, uh, definitely look into data science and uh, come, coming across these challenges. Thank you, Mania. It was excellent talking to you. It was a great conversation. Thank you oh, very much.
1: It's always a pleasure to talk with you.
0: Likewise.